Hello, I'm Randy. And I'm Beth. And this is Brother Knows Quest, the podcast where I, your host, introduce my sister to the wonderful world of tabletop role-playing games. And Beth, I'm pretty sure you don't know what we're talking about today, right? No. Okay, it's this. More fate. This one's Fate of Cthulhu. Yep. It's a simpler Cthulhu game. It runs on the Fate Core system, so not Fate Accelerated. Kind of like Fate Condensed. Fate of Cthulhu is easier to, like I said, run and play than Cthulhu from Chaosium. It also don't have as much lore behind it, of course, because there's not as much material. It is available on PDF and also print. I'm pretty sure Evil Hat Productions created it, right? Evil Hat Productions? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was making sure. I like their logo. I do too. Uh, it's an evil hat of eyes. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's the, one of those cool hats that you would see like in old gangsters. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Um, Harry Dresden wears a hat like that sometimes. Well, not with the eyes, of course. <laughs> also, like most fake games, it has an emphasis on storytelling and role playing. It incorporates many of the creatures and concepts from Lovecraftian mythos. It also adds a few new mechanics. It has a, a system, unlike most fake games, for tracking influences on you from otherworldly sources. Kind of like you have the sanity meter in the original Cthulhu from Chaosium. It has like, a, like psychological effects on you being around these creatures. It's a sanity tracker. The basis is most of the PCs, the player characters, will be sent back in time from a bad future where things have already went wrong. You're trying to stop that from happening. And there's different missions in the book for different great old ones, outer gods. Oh, there's quite a few pages on the whole time traveling. Yeah, time there's a lot. Thing. It's a time travel thing. Now, you could also just, you know, not use that. It's not that they added it in there. I think they did it to make the book more fleshed out and have more sources. You could also just play this like a normal Cthulhu game without a whole bunch of time travel. It's a great choice for people who would like a more Lovecraftian horror story, but less crunch. Not that Cthulhu itself is a very crunchy game compared to some, if you want the Chaosium one. I should say, it had a bit of backlash when it first came out. Not for a great reason, a backlash. I like what it done. And one of the first few pages, it mentions, um, let's go to page six and read where it says content and consent. It deals with mental health. That's a real life thing. Mm-hmm. Sys- systemic abuse of power. Yeah, that happens a lot in real life. Deaths of huge portions of the human species. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure that's happening right now. Make sure all players are aware of these and give enthusiastic consent before they begin playing. As opposed to... Howard oh. Phillips Lovecraft was racist and an anti... What does that mean? Semitic? Yeah. Uh, Anti-Jew. Oh, well, okay. You can find these examples in a simple internet search. If look up the name of his cat, for instance. We done done I've that. already done that. We done already that. We covered the is. first Cthulhu from yeah. Chaos. Yeah. So they call it out. They mention it right up the front. Right okay, the front. so what was the problem with that? People said it's too woke. It's what? It's too woke. Because they wanted to mention that right up front, yeah. Well, where, if you mention it in the back, how are you supposed to know until you've read the book? Uh, they would rather it not be mentioned at all, some people, apparently. Now, I'm not Okay, so in that you're camp. supposed to not count anybody's feelings about these horrible topics. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Yeah. They sound like great people that had a problem with this. Wonderful people. Uh, a lot of people don't want to. They just say you should overlook it because he was a man of his time. But even then, he was a bit. Okay, but it wasn't a good thing still. There's still people like that in this time, Mm -hmm. and it's not good. So, But I wanted to get that out of the way because I knew something would get brought up, and well, that's it. Now, we've covered that. I completely agree that it should be in there. It should be. I won't be, you know, including any of that bad stuff in mine, even though it's part of his world. It ain't going to be part of mine. Yeah. There it is. It's a fun- Isn't he dead now? 
Oh, H.P. Lovecraft died a long time ago. Yes. Okay. So, all well, right. Who cares then? Yeah. It also uses the fudge dice or fate dice, which is a six-sided dice, two pluses, two minuses, and two blanks. And that's how you get your rolls. It has a skill list in there that goes well with it, unlike making your own or just having the approaches that you get in Fate Accelerated. So it's more Fate Core-based instead of Fate Accelerated. You have so many different mission styles to do, which is nice. Uh, it's got so many. You don't normally get an RPG book with so many built-in adventures. And they have good rules laid out for each of them. They have a great character-building situation. I don't want to go too deep into this one, because if you know Cthulhu, you know Cthulhu. Yeah. The, the important part is it's got time travel more upfront than most of them. Now, not all, a lot, there's a lot of them do have time travel when it comes to Cthulhu stuff. Uh, it's a thing. But the fact that each mission is about a different outer god, you don't want to do the same mission all the time, and you don't want to just change it. Each mission is different in its own way, not just the god at the end, or the outer god, or the great old ones. It is well set up to handle any Cthulhu-based, Lovecraftian-based story you want to do. It don't just go into the consent stuff, obviously. It goes into uh, how to handle the sanity better, how to handle role-playing this kind of situation better than a normal blank slate fate game would. I was surprised when they done it, to be perfectly honest. I bought it on a whim. I didn't really plan on playing it. But after looking through it, it seems like if I was going to play a Cthulhu game, it'd probably be this one. Because I'm more familiar with Fate and the D100 system that Call of Cthulhu uses. And the books. They're only like 25 bucks. And I don't know about the PDF, but I will add that in the uh, description below if you want to. Uh, it'll be an affiliate link from DriveThruRPG. And it should be a, quite a bit cheaper than the physical copy. Anything in there calls out to you? You're the one flipping through it right now. Dr. Sung. Uh, something horrible happened to Dr. Sung. Formerly human killing machine. Looks like he still is. Immense tentacled, armed, and deadly, driven to destroy. Dr. Sung isn't in there anymore. Dr. Sung has a huge head coming from a very long neck that looks like um, a fleshy, gooey spider mixed with cyborg, maybe, is how you would explain that. An abomination. Yeah, Dr. Sung don't look okay. See, I did not find Dr. Sung when I was flipping through. The blessed. They don't look blessed. No sense of self-preservation, unsettling gait and movements. They look like trolls. Zombie trolls. That's, yeah. The character options, I should probably mention those. You could be an investigator, survivor, someone who's already encountered the mythos and bears the scars. You could be an occultist, someone who's delved deeper into the forbidden knowledge. <laughs> and you could be a bystander. Uh, ordinary people who's drawn into this, which means you're probably not from the future like the other PCs. You get skills and stunts like Fate Core. It has optional rules for uh, non-human characters. They have an Inuyasha character in here. Oh. The Faceless Mother. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Wasn't it? The one that was forced by Shishumaru to... Yeah, I don't know if that's what she was called, but that's what she was. I'm pretty sure it was what she was called. Oh, no, she does not look like this. Oh. This looks like a big green deformed tarantula mm. there's a bunch of timelines in here for depending on you know what you do it shows you how things went wrong in history and what the people can do to fix it that your plan is mm -hmm. that's handy it don't just leave you blind to make us a story which you could easily do if you want to uh but it's a good starting point for someone who wants to learn yeah what are some of the uh, outer gods that you could take on they are a list of them there's cthulhu of course uh, it'd probably be in the very beginning. It'll tell you, like, each chapter, like, the rise of this, the rise of that. Dagon? Dagon. Or is that how it's pronounced? Dagon? What is that? There's one, 
You don't have to go to it. Read the other ones before you start flipping again. Shub, I'm not reading that. It's in the book. It's safe. No. I don't know how he came up with the name. I do. (laughs) It's because he's racist. Was racist. Well, I don't know if he is, if there's an afterlife. It looks like a tree that's moving with eyes. Yeah. He really liked spiders, didn't he? I think he really hated them. He wrote about stuff that terrified him. Ah, okay. Well, then he was afraid of spiders because a lot of these are spidery looking things. Uh, Let's see here. You can see how it would cause people to go mad getting near these things. I don't even know how to say that. Nearlithotep? Nearlithotep? I'm not pronouncing that correctly either, but I know it's an Egyptian sound. Oh, that's the one I played Call of Cthulhu way back when, one time. And that's the one I was taking on. And everybody died but me. Oh, yeah, it's definitely Egyptian. There's more spiders, too. King in yellow. Oh, he's a great one as well. Let's go see what he looks like. He's yellow. I would assume. Yeah, he's dressed in yellow. And he's dead. They made him into an SCP. You know the SCP Foundation on YouTube? There's, no. Okay, I'll send you some links to that. There's, they made an RPG about that. I'll get into it soon. Uh, a lot of crossover um, has showed up in the SCP Foundation's archives from this and other things. Would you play this before you played the Chaosium Call of Cthulhu we covered? Um, I mean, it's certainly easier to run. It does seem easier. I don't remember much about the other one, though. Uh, um. I've it's, never it's been. The episode, you remember us looking up the cat's name more than anything. <laughs> um, are you, we've already talked on here about the other Cthulhu one, right? Mm-hmm. Which means it didn't have a huge impact on you. Well, the thing is, I don't see what the big deal is about Cthulhu. It's a lot of people like horror that's beyond. But this their one, horror. I'm going to say probably would interest me more because it's easier, and as I've said many times before, I prefer easy. The artwork is. Pretty interesting, too, for the creatures. Yeah. Even if I can't say the name of one of them. It's a deity, not just a creature. Well, whatever. Um, Shogsathoth is a good one. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right. I've heard it pronounced a lot in a book by Yahtzee Kershaw called, uh, I think he calls it the Data Files series. Okay. That's another investigative thing, but it's more UK than American. Um, but like I said... I will add, we didn't go into great detail about this, um, it's Cthulhu. If you know one Cthulhu thing, you know them all, you know they're, yeah. you're going to be investigators and stuff like that. The fact it's running on fate is the interesting part. Like I said, I'll put the affiliate links in the description for this, and if you're interested, they'll be there. Okay. What? The thing is, if they wouldn't have put that little note in the beginning of the book, other people that would have shocked me to see that <laughs> name. <laughs> It really would have. So I think the note was kind of a good thing. Yeah, I know. I know. Or the um, warning or whatever. Uh, I wouldn't buy this for There's a child There's other things in anyway. life you need to worry about. I, I might wait till someone's 13 years old before I bought it for him. <laughs> I'm not much for cutting out a child's options to, for, to horror. I don't think I'd run Cthulhu for a child. Just because there's like suicide and everything else showing up. You go so mad that some of the things you have to do is kill yourself. And it's just, I don't know if I'd run that for a child. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that one I could probably say would. Normally I'm like, they're going to see or hear it anyway. But eventually. playing it is a but whole nother thing. Yeah, that <laughs> that would mess with a young person's I, mind. I think there should be an age limit on that one. Yeah. If you like what you heard here, 
we have other podcasts you can listen to. The Gruesome Gaming Group is our network, and we have Horrific History and Hauntings. It's a podcast where my sister here tells me about what's in the title. Horrific History, Hauntings. Sometimes there's crossover between the two, so we just put the names in the title. We try to keep it a little bit more humorous. We have Leveling Duo, a podcast where my friend Dakota and I talk about video games we've really enjoyed, or usually from our past, but some something that's recent that come out, we'll cover those too. And we have YouTube stuff going up now. You can listen to us on YouTube. And we'll be playing tabletop role-playing games on YouTube. You can go there and check us out there. It'll all be in a link tree link in the description. You'll find our YouTube, our website for our, our podcast. Um, there'll be options to donate to each of the podcasts in that website if you want to. There's all our social links if you want to contact us and give us some ideas on something we can cover. Subscribe there. Follow the Twitter if you want updates on things that we're doing. Thank you for listening. I've been Ramey. And I'm Beth. And this is Brother Nose Quest. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.